Copacetic Podcast, episode 10, Napoleon. Directed by Ridley Scott. It's been a while since he made a good movie. The Martian might have been the last thing. I don't know how long that... That's almost, I think, 10 years ago. Yeah. Which is this guy, one of the best filmmakers out there. Can we say... I don't think we can say that. He was. Or He was, maybe, one of the best filmmakers out there. Hasn't made a good film in the last decade. Yep. Ridley Scott is back, and he's with Joaquin Phoenix, and this is Napoleon. So what'd you guys think? My initial takeaway is just, like, what was the fucking point of that? It seems to have been made with no soul or passion. It really seems like Ridley Scott is just going through the motions of making movies. I've seen an interview with him where he pretty much said as much, where he's like, yeah, it's basically a formula at this point. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I can tell. What a guy. So it, that's really what I feel. This is exactly how Duel felt as well. I actually walked out of Duel. And I probably would have walked out of this one if we weren't recording a podcast after. It was extremely not French. Yep. That, I think, really killed it because it's inherently a French subject. And I think it would have done really well to have been in French, but also the other languages, Russian, Austrian, to have been not all in English, right? And then just kind of a vague English accent as well with some of the characters. It's just Joaquin Phoenix, American accent, just with the hat on. <laughs> Fucking Joaquin, you can't, you're not fooling anyone here. I understand why they would make the film in English. I get it. You know, you're trying yeah. to appease the demographic. And make money. And I, and, but there's a way of doing it where you can still honor France. I don't know how relevant this is, but I've spent a lot of time in France. And there's a feeling, there's a vibe to the people, to the culture. There's such a poetry to their language. And I think all of that is missing from this film. And so it's inherently not French at all. I think that really drained a lot of soul from this film. I thought the color palette was really boring. I mean, it was exactly the same as Duel. So it just felt very uninspired. I will also say it's pretty much exactly what I was expecting. So I'm not really disappointed. Oh. I mean, I was pre-disappointed. Yeah, but you knew it's really Scott and... I knew this is what it would be. He was going to do this. He was going to do this, yeah. So... It's disappointing as a film, but I'm not disappointed because I had set my expectations adequately low walking in. Smart boy. That's all. My turn? Yep. My, my, my turn. Where's that from? The office? Yeah. My, my, my turn. Um, it's just, it was just so fucking boring. I guess it's technically well executed. So that's what it is. It's technically well executed, but as a film, as a whole, it's not well executed. Because the script was, I wouldn't say lazy, but it was kind of bland and boring for a lot of it. And just some of it was silly. And then the characters, I haven't seen such wooden characters in a film in so fucking long. It almost felt like uh, like Michael Bay doing Transformers. I think Optimus Prime has more dimension than Napoleon in this film. Holy fucking shit. I can't believe that this guy was like that in real life. There was nothing to the guy. Just one facial expression, monotone as fuck. Just had a love for his wife and a love for like glory and war, but like all of it is it's never earned. Especially the the relationship between Napoleon and, and Josephine. It's never fully earned. You know, he's just fucking her from behind like a fucking savage. And is that enough to make me believe that he loved her so dearly that I just couldn't believe the love? 
just like how I couldn't believe his, his love for friends. He, I think he was more enamored. And I think that's maybe who he was. He was more enamored with glory and revolution and conquering than he was with actual friends. Yeah, I mean, aside from like fun battle sequences, there was not much for me to hold. I was bored through a lot of it and it was incredibly long. And I get it, you're telling the story of Napoleon. Like, I get it, it, it has to be like an epic film and it has to be long by trade and by nature. But, God, it was boring. The only thing that it, like, kept me on my toes was like, we saw it on Dolby Atmos, AMC Prime, and the sound was so loud during the, the war scenes that I was like, oh, oh something's happening. Yes. Something's happening here. Cool. And even, they didn't even push any of the filmmaking because the filmmaking was so exceptionally traditional. There wasn't a single shot out there that I was like, hmm, there was some inventiveness here. Everything was a fucking formula. It was a paint-by-numbers movie. You know, there wasn't even any inventiveness, even in the action sequences or the battle sequences, where you can actually at least get somewhat creative. But he didn't. It was just like, okay. I think the only, like, fun aspect about it was how bloody or gory some of it was. I was like, well, that's kind of refreshing, I guess. Here's the one good thing I have to say about this film. And it wasn't about the film itself. It's about what the film made me realize. Like, men at war is the worst possible thing that could happen in humanity at any given point in time. I don't respect this film, but I respect this aspect of this film for making me think about that again. And this is just like the French Revolution. Three million people dying over the course of 15 to 20 years under one guy's command. One fucking guy. This guy's like, like Hitler, bro. It's like, holy shit, this is disgusting. And this just kind of showed me and, and it kind of put it in, I don't know if in perspective, but it just put it in like full flesh. It's just the film was boring as fuck. Look, I, don't, I didn't hate it. But I for sure didn't like it. That's it. All right. You ready for this? For you? Yeah. Bring it. I loved it. Really? Uh, it was brilliant. Psych? <laughs> shit, it was so fucking boring, dude. Oh, my God. That shit was boring. I think the top tier production value and the occasional battle sequences and like a handful of laughs, I don't think any of that was able to redeem how long and underwhelming this movie is as a biopic. I fully agree. Because at the end, honestly, at the final battle, I was really hoping for the British to win for no other reason that I just wanted Napoleon to die on the battlefield just so that the movie would end. And that's how far I just did not care for the story. And if I was watching this at home, I don't think I would finish it because I don't think it's worth even seeing where it ends up. Bro, I would have seen this at home it would have taken me a week to finish. Because I would have been on my phone, pausing it, playing it, going up, getting food. I don't think I didn't even finish it. I think after an hour in, I was like, I get what this movie is. Because like, I think 45 minutes in, you get it. I checked my watch like an hour 30 in. I'm like, oh, I still have an hour left. And I thought the ending is not going to be able to save a whole movie's worth of just being a painful bore. Well, first of all, these types of movies aren't my cup of tea. These historical period piece films about national politics or war tactics or even just like historical figures and i think this movie was like the epitome of why i dislike these type of movies dude i could not agree more yeah it's also the subject matter i think like just it's like a history lesson where i feel i just don't find it really relevant to my gauge of entertainment you know like i, I just maybe just don't find history that entertaining you know some people do they'll crack open the history book and be like wow this actually happened that's just a disclaimer on my end that for me, honestly, this is not my shit. Someone else who loves fucking history might be like, holy fuck. 
I've never seen a Napoleon movie done on this level. That being said, this isn't for me. But at the same time, even if it wasn't for me, I think a movie still can be good. And this movie was not good. There was a relationship dynamic to the entire story of Napoleon. But even that wasn't interesting. It was unbelievable. Like, I didn't believe it. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of the point. I think, um... The relationship? Yeah. Like, she didn't really love him, and he loved her in more of a possession type. Because Napoleon, history knows him as the small man, you know? Napoleon Syndrome is a little guy who thinks he wants to be big and all that. And this movie, they didn't really show how small he was in, in height, you know? I mean, sometimes he looks short, but I think what it really showed is how little he is as a man. You know, he's, he's kind of childish. He's insecure. He's horny. Just a, like a man-child that is very good at war. And is the way he handles relationship is, yeah, kind of like a child. And for her, I don't think she ever really loved him. I know, I see that. It was a loveless relationship, and I think that shows. I don't think the movie was trying to ever show that they were in love. I think they were just trying to show that they were void of love. Just that whole dynamic wasn't interesting. And on all fronts, whether it's Napoleon with his wife or Napoleon dealing with battle tactics, I think those elements were just, yeah, boring is just the best word. Yeah, and because I was reading a little bit about Napoleon before watching the movie, and this is the guy who was one of the best men out there in terms of battle tactics. This guy is studied till this day for his tactics. In contemporary war, this was like almost 300 years ago. That says a lot about how brilliant he was at war. That's never really displayed. It is to a degree, but it's never like, it's not exploited. And I wish I would have seen more of him being like preparing the tactical aspects of him approaching a battle. Yeah, well, there is a four-hour cut of this movie, and that might be in there. Okay, but that wasn't in the film that I watched. I'm assuming that on the four-hour cut of this movie, that's what's cut. It's more of the homework that he goes through to plan his shit. I think it's kind of implied, but yes, it's not indulged. Yeah. Which, I'm kind of thankful for that, to be honest. Because the movie's already so long. Yeah, exactly. I think you can't please everyone here. People who don't give a shit about war will be like, I, I found the relationship drama more interesting because that's why he was such a little mad because he was incompetent with his wife. And then the people who love war are like, I don't want to know about a fucking love story. And then like, you can't please everyone, you know? I mean, I think this movie tried to, and I think that's what made it so bad, is that it was like two different movies, relationship story and then battle shit. Those things come up short, no pun intended. You know what I learned from Napoleon? He only likes to fuck his wife, Doggy. <laughs> that's what you learned about really Scott's Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That was the history lesson that I'm taking home with. Because if there's something that we all learned, children, is that Napoleon likes to hit it from behind and not give a single fuck if, if he makes his wife come. I can imagine some kid raising his hand. Well, teacher, isn't it true that he only liked to do doggy style? <laughs> Sit your dumb ass down. <laughs> Please include us in the podcast. Yeah. There's not much else to say. None of us liked it. That's what it comes down to. So, shortest episode yet. One of the longest films we've seen, but one of the shortest reviews. Maybe even shorter than Napoleon himself. Oh. Thanks for listening.